BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. <sighs> Hawks drop another one to the Knicks. I know. We'll talk about it right here, right now. On the Hawksby podcast. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror, no, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. You heard it in the intro. You already know. You already know. We're going to try to get through this together. Alright, we're going to try to get through this together. You guys know how I feel about the Hawks losing to the Knicks. You know how I feel. I, I've made it clear on several podcasts. I don't, I, I, I'm normally pretty even keel when it comes to wins and losses. But there are three things I do not like the Hawks losing to. The Celtics, the Knicks, and Kyle Lowry. And in the last 10 days, they have lost two out of three of those teams. Hawks lose 116-114 to 114 to the Knicks. They put up a valiant, a valiant effort in the fourth quarter, I guess you could say. Some discrepancies on the last couple minute, minutes of the game and um, who should be in the game and who should not have been in the game. A lot of fans are, are feeling away, but we'll talk about it a little bit. We're about to get into this game. But first and foremost, I want to invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Hawks Beat and you'll find us there. So however you use social media, make sure you follow us and um, do what you, you know, on social media make sure you connect with us <laughs> we also want you to subscribe to the podcast on uh whatever platform you're listening to 
Stitcher. Wait, is there still Stitcher? I don't think Stitcher's still around. I think they got rid of Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Overtime, um, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you listen to. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you'll know when we uh, we drop new pods. So go ahead and do that. We would greatly appreciate it. But yeah, um, on a night that was uh, a night where the Hawks celebrated uh, Divine Nine. They celebrated some historically black colleges and universities, sororities. Um, so shout out to all, all the frats and sororities that were there tonight in the building. Um, it's just a shame that Hawks couldn't get a dub, but I don't know, man. Like, that's just, this just seems to be what it is against the Knicks. Like, this just seems to be what it is with the, against the Knicks. The Knicks and the Hornets, like, it doesn't matter. Like, give me the world champion Denver Nuggets, and I'd rather the Hawks play them instead of the Knicks or the Hornets. Give me a championship team. Give me the Milwaukee Bucks. Give me a team that's near the top of the wins and losses, top of the division, and I'd rather the Hawks play them. But please, for the love of God, do not play the Charlotte Hornets or the New York Knickerbockers. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, Another bad shooting night for Trey, 4 of 12. But, I mean, I'm not going to encapsulate his whole night on his shooting performance. Because the man had 17 assists and only three turnovers. That is some That's some good basketball. 17 assists, three turnovers. That's not even a turnover a quarter. And you got 17 dimes. Like he, I guess he realized, like, look, my shot isn't falling. So I need to go ahead and get these dimes. And he dimes he was getting. <laughs> dimes he was getting. Um he was the only starter in the plus minus who was in the positive. He was a plus one. DeJounte Murray was a negative sixteen. Clint was negative twenty one. Jalen negative thirteen. DeAndre Hunter negative twelve. Um after the game, a lot of people were not happy with one Mr. DeAndre Hunter. Um, they weren't happy with some film that shows Jalen Brunson. Well, the two pieces of film that I saw was Brunson going up and hitting a mid-range on him. And him, Hunter, giving some kind of very lackadaisical, lackadaisical defensive effort. It was piss poor. And the, and the tape doesn't look good. Like... Brunson pulls up at probably like, you know, the half court. I mean, not the half court. The feet throw line. And DeAndre kind of lazily just puts his hand up there. And then another play we got fans really upset. Shot clock's winding down. Julius Randle is trapped by like three or four guys. DeAndre Hunter turns his whole body towards Julius Randle. As if he's already not even trapped. Brunson finds the open space. Hunter finds Brunson. Brunson hits the three. And Hunter is just too late getting there. It was very similar to what DeJounte Murray did in game one when he gave up like the 7-3 for Jalen Brunson. Why, oh why, oh why, do you lose track of a man that is your team's number one scoring threat? How is that possible? How is that possible when you see 
Julius Randle double and triple team. Why do you have to turn your back on your man and just like let him slide? He gets a shot, and of course he's going to make it. Of course he's going to make it. He makes the three, and it's just like, listen, a lot of times I try to calm you fans down. I always try to find the middle ground. I always try to say, you know what, it's not that bad or it's not that good. I always try to keep you guys in the middle. But that play right there drove me nuts. It drove me nuts. Um, yeah, man, it's just a, a frustrating loss. Trey on one hand has 17 assists, but he's shooting the ball like poo-poo. I'm going to be honest with you, y'all. Like, can I keep it? Can I keep it a stack with you? Can we can we cut the facade and keep it real? The 17 assist is to be applauded. And not everyone can even get you 17 assist. For what it's worth, that is a very quality stat. That's something that you don't often see. The only guy getting assist at that level right now is really Tyrese Halliburton. And he's the one leading the league in assists. But everyone knows Trey is an elite passer. But I got to ask you, I got to ask somebody, what has happened to man's shot? And by man's, I mean number 11. What has happened to the man's shot? Like, what has happened? What is happening? I just, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like, he had the one game, he kind of broke out a little bit. And like, okay, yeah, we out here. You know what I mean? And then it's just game after game. And you're just constantly saying, look, at least he's getting assists. Look, man, he's not Rajon freaking Rondo. He's Trey Young. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I wish I could tell you something. I wish I had some metric and be like, well, you know, he's, he's still, he's hitting his floaters at so-and-so percentage or he's hitting so-and-so from the corner. I don't know, bro. Like, I really just don't know. Dude, man just ain't shooting. He's not shooting good. I mean, the dimes is nice, but it's just not good enough, man. Like, it's just not good enough. It wasn't good enough tonight. I'll just say that. It wasn't good enough tonight. And, again, it's just one game, but it's just not good enough or not. It just wasn't good enough. Where do we begin, man? Let's go ahead and begin from the beginning. Go ahead and begin from the beginning. In my, my keys to victory, I stated one of the things the Hawks needed to do. I said the Hawks, and I said this on the last flipping podcast. I said the Hawks' big three got to be better than their big three. And you know what happened in that first quarter? One of the guys in their big three really balled out. They didn't even have the second dude in the big three. They didn't even have um, R.J. Barrett tonight. There was no R.J. Barrett. So they had two out of their big three. And the one guy I said, I said this just last night. I said, Julius Randle is a guy you need to watch out for. I said he's not shooting the ball this season, but if you if you if you sleep on him, he can drop a forty burger on you. And what did he do? He dropped fourteen points in that first quarter. Fourteen points. Nick shot fifty percent. Hawks shot fifty percent too. The only difference is New York 
took 10 more shots. They shot four of nine from the three-point range. Hawks shot one of seven. And so after the first quarter, 33 to 22. Again, the starters could not get this team off up and rolling. Now, yesterday, the starters got the team up and rolling, and then it went to hell afterwards, and you had to kind of save it in the fourth quarter. Tonight, it was just the opposite. Starters couldn't get it going. Second quarter, uh, the bench guys bailed these dudes out once again. Once again. And again, I always talk about this team's depth. I'm not going to do it again, but you already know. It is what it is. These dudes, Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, Onyeka Kongu, Wesley Matthews, all these dudes, they um, they bailed them out, man. Bogey goes for 10 points in that second quarter. Sadiq Bey goes for nine. Uh, Jalen Johnson, even though he was a starter, he had eight. And Hawks eventually make this thing respectable after... Not starting uh, hot again after starting slow again, which is is becoming is starting to become a thing. You know, like I don't I, I don't know like do do you switch out Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bay? I think it's more than just a Sadiq Bay and Jalen Johnson thing. I do. I think it's more than that. Like there's something like intrinsically about this team that just. That just has to start game slow. I don't I don't know what it is, man. Third quarter, you got kind of much of the same. Third quarter was kind of like, okay, when two boxers finally get settled in and they're just throwing haymakers at each other, you know, and one boxer may get three or four better punches than the next. That's kind of what that third quarter looked like, you know. I was hoping that Trey would get going because in the past, Trey has kind of been a third quarter kind of guy. Did that happen? No. Did DeJounte Murray happen? No. What happened in the third quarter? Nothing. They lost third quarter 30-25. Um, Bogey was 1-4. Trey was 1-3. DeJounte 1-3. Nobody hit more than two buckets but Clint Capella. And when Clint Capella's making your baskets, <laughs> it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all, man. And so the third quarter explosion that we was all waiting on never happened. It never happened. <clears throat> so you go into the fourth quarter, you're down by six. And to be honest with you, I ain't, I ain't really feel good about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it a stack with you. I ain't, I ain't feel good about it going into the fourth. I was like, well, maybe I hope they got some magic left because up until now, I don't know what you want me to believe in. Let me be real. I, I don't know what you want me to believe in. You know what I'm saying? What? Trey going to get hot in the fourth quarter? DeJounte going to get hot? DeJounte kind of cooked a little bit, kind of like on a medium. Like if we if we talking about a burner, you know what I'm saying? DeJounte was probably about a five. He won the summer. He was probably about a five. He got a little warm. You know, we hit four buckets in that, four, in that fourth quarter. He had nine points. Trey had eight. Eight points and five assists, which is good, you know. So like don't don't let don't don't think that I'm besmirching Trey Young's whole game. You know, again, 17 assists is to be applauded and not many dudes have that skill set. I'm just talking about that asset of his game that deals with shooting. And that asset right now hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. And like 
when it comes to All-Star time, don't be getting mad when you get passed over. Now, again, I know I'm jumping the gun. We're only 10 games in. But listen, don't be getting mad when you get passed over because I'm going to tell you who's been playing well. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Maxey. Even tonight, uh, Dame Lillard, who hasn't been shooting the ball as well uh, either. But even tonight, I think Dame had like 39 and 13. You know what I mean? So we want the awards. We want the accolades. And at the end of the day, he is averaging 24 points and 10 assists. But those shooting numbers, oh, my gosh, those shooting numbers are bad. Like, they're bad, y'all. Like, they're bad. And we're not going to sugarcoat and pretend like they're not bad. But I will say this. In, in Trey's defense, all these folks talking about old teams better without Trey, that's just not, that's just not true. <laughs> like, let's not be silly. Right? Like, let, let, let's not be silly. This team is not better without him. You know, I think that at times they're able to win a game like they did in Detroit without him because they have a DeJounte Murray. But by no means is this team better without Trey Young. He just needs to get his head together, whatever the case may be, because uh, shooting 35% from the field ain't it. Shooting 29% from three ain't it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc that ain't it man that ain't it so hawks lose again to the new york knicks um in the final minute it was a lot of back and forth a lot of fans were kind of upset that Quinn went with DeAndre Hunter and left Sadiq Bey and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich on the bench. Um, I mean, I get it. I mean, if you want to find something to be upset at, I get that. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't necessarily like the play they drew up for Bogey. Final minute, they're down by three. They draw up. Uh, it's kind of like a double screen. Bogey comes off and just catches and shoots. I like the fact that the play was decisive. I don't like how far he was when he shot it. I thought that with the time being, they could have got a better shot. But, um, yeah, you know, and then they had another chance to get the ball after New York had a five-second inbound call. DeJounte Murray gets the ball, and smartly, Jalen Brunson fouls him, so he's not going to shoot three. He's going to shoot two, you know. After that, he milked the clock. Then this ball game, they headed back to New York. So, <sighs> Hawks dropped this one. A tough one. A tough one. 
Because, I mean, Hawks fans want to beat the Knicks. And Knicks are one of the most annoying annoying teams to lose to. But, um, yeah. Uh, a lot of people not pleased with DeAndre Hunter's performance tonight. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say this. I, DeAndre Hunter is the easy whipping boy, right? He's the easy whipping boy. Clint Capella is the easy whipping boy. When it's time to be whipping on somebody. I will say this. I mean, the other guys ain't making it easy for DeAndre because Sadiq Bey's been balling. Bogey's been balling. But, of course, you know, them dudes coming off the bench, you know. So it's kind of a different, it's a different vibe, you know what I mean? I thought Bogey was really good tonight. Bogey might have been the best player on the Hawks squad tonight. That's just not because he was just shooting the ball. Like, I like the way he was hunting his shot. You know what I mean? Like, Bogey's getting out there. He knows what his job is. His job is to get buckets, you know? Bogey was a plus 11 for tonight. Sadiq Bey had a team high plus 20. Now, he wasn't in the game in, in final situations, and I believe that's probably partly because of his defense, maybe, or lack thereof. But a lot of fans want to see Sadiq Bey close it out. They want to see Bogey Bogdanovich close it out. And they didn't necessarily get that tonight. So um, I did think I did think that Quinn was going to go a little bit deeper in his bench tonight. Only went nine strong. That ninth man tonight was Wesley Matthews, who played nine minutes and 54 seconds. Hit a three. You know, I really like Wesley Matthews and I wouldn't mind seeing more of him. But I also wouldn't mind seeing more of A.J. Griffin. Where do you find those minutes? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know he gonna how, how long, how much longer he gonna stick with this. This starting lineup is getting these slow starts, and and this is something that doesn't seem like it's working at times. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's take a look at the keys to the game and see how the Hawks did with the keys to the game. Now I did keys to the game uh, two days ago when I did my preview for the Knicks and the Detroit Pistons. And let me go ahead and scroll down. Let's see. Yada, yada, yada. All right. For the Knicks, I had one, two, three, four. I had four keys to the game for the Knicks. First key was this. It said, find the energy on a back-to-back. Now, this is the second game of a back-to-back. And for what it's worth, I think the Hawks' energy was fairly decent. There were some times I saw guys loafing or whatever. I mentioned the play about DeAndre Hunter, how he turned his head completely and lost Jalen Johnson. I don't know if that's an effort play as much as as it is a cerebral play. Like, bro, like you turning your whole body around on a dude that don't made six three-pointers. I think he made five. I think he had five at that point. But he's the one guy you can't lose track of. Like, why are you turning your head? Okay. Let me chill. Um, So, yeah. I thought the energy was straight. I think they did have lapses in just thinking. Like, like, what are you thinking? You know? So, yeah. That was good. Number two. I said depth may play a big part. I said Hawks need to win the big the bench matchup. Um... I would say they did. Emmanuel Quigley was very good for them tonight, though. Emmanuel Quigley had 20 points for the Hawks. I mean, for the Knicks. 
Uh, although he was a negative 12, I thought he shot the ball well. I thought that, uh, you know, he was very impactful. He had 20. Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, uh, he's starting to become a little force against the Hawks, man. Like, you know, he comes in. He's a big body. He scores 11. But all in all, let's see. The Knicks had, what, 31 plus 6 is 37. So if we're looking at bench scoring, I would say the Hawks got him because Bogey had 28. Bay had 16. Akangu had 8. But, you know, you can't really measure his impact by scoring. Uh, and, and Wesley Matthews hit a three. So I, I would say that the Hawks bench did outplay the Knicks bench. So I'll give him a little check there. I'll check that off. Number three, run New York off that three-point line and play better perimeter defense than you did the first time. <sighs> I can't recall all 34 threes that the Knicks took and whether or not the Hawks ran them off to the point where maybe they should have had more threes. I will say this. The Knicks shot 47% from three and the Hawks shot 38%. A lot of times when that happens, the team that shoots the better percentage is going to win the ball game. That's just what it is. The Knicks took almost 20 more shots than the Hawks. Hawks took, the Hawks were 41 of 75 from the field. Knicks were 45 of 94. So while they didn't shoot a better percentage, the fact that they took so many daggone shots and the fact that they had so many uh, extra opportunities, they had 14 offensive rebounds. 14. How many do you think the Hawks had? And don't look at the stat sheet. Just guess. If I told you at this game the, the, the Knicks had 14 offensive rebounds, what do you think the Hawks had? Just guess. Just guess. I'm going to tell you because I know you can't talk back to me. They had six. They had six. DeAndre Hunter had one, and that was the only one from the whole offense. Clinton didn't get you one. Jalen didn't get you Not even one. All the offensive rebounds for the Hawks was from the bench. Aneka got you two. West, Sadiq, and Bogey, they all got you one. And there goes your six. Knicks had 14. Mitchell Robinson had six himself. 15 boards, six, six points. I don't know, man. Like, it's frustrating to keep losing to this team. It's frustrating. Let me go ahead and keep on going with these keys to the game. I said the depth. Yeah, the Hawks won the depth match. The three-point line, I would say the Knicks won that because they shot better. And then finally, I said the Hawks' big three needs to outplay the Knicks' big three. And I said, of course, the big three of Trey, DeJounte, and Jalen Johnson because for all intents and purposes, that is the Hawks' big three. Those three didn't even outplay the two that the Knicks had. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Brunson had 24 points, 8 assists. Julius Randle had 29 points, 10 boards, and 8 assists. Almost had a triple dub. Those two dudes were better than the three dudes for the Hawks. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. 
Listen, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to me because I keep it real with you. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I'm not even going to get into, oh, this guy, this man makes so-and-so. Because that really don't even matter to me. What matters to me is the wins and the losses. Both teams are now 6-5. and five. You got a ton of basketball left. For what I saw tonight, what it is tonight, I just got to call it like I see it. Those were the keys to the game. Um, Hawks big three needs to outplay the Knicks big three. Don't get that one. Three-point shooting. Uh, nah, don't get that one. Depth. I think they won the depth matchup. And finding energy on the back-to-back. I'll give them that one, too. So it was two out of two. So you, you hit two out of the four keys. And that's probably, only, that's probably why you only lost by two points. Why you only lost by the free throw shooting? There was a big disparity there. The Knicks took, I mean, the Hawks took 26 free throws and the Knicks took 11. Knicks don't take a lot of free throws because they don't really go to the hoop like that. You know, they all about shooting these threes. So that is what that is. Um, Let me go and read a little bit of fan feedback. I think we got a few fan feedbacks tonight. Let me see what you guys got to say. Um, Again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following us. And, uh, or should I call it X? <laughs> All right. Uh, after the game, I always ask, hey, Hawks fans, what do you think about tonight's game versus the Knicks? So I had a few people chime in. Uh, Sean Gomes on Twitter said, the best players didn't show up and Quinn's rotations were awful in the fourth. All right. Man said what he said. He didn't like the way. The rotations was going, and he said the best players didn't show up. I kind of I kind of echoed that sentiment just a few moments ago. But, hey, that's how he feels about that thing. ATL Hawks for Life on Twitter said they can get better for sure, but this is still the same roster as last year. The limitations don't change, and Quinn can only mitigate those limitations so much. <sighs> I'm about 50-50 with this statement. I think he's true that the team hasn't changed much. I think that when you look at what he said about the limitations about Quinn could only mitigate those limitations so much. I mean, you the coach, man. Like, we not finna get passes now because y'all ain't get no passes to LP. Y'all ain't get no passes to Nate. So don't be coming out here giving no passes to Quinn. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, he can only do so much. Ain't nobody said that about them first two coaches. Whenever something happened, that's what it was on then. Now, chances not. I mean, the reality is you still got a lot of them dudes on the same squad. But, you know, let's keep it a stack. Last one. Um, I'll read two more. Jack Hawks fan on Twitter says, we can't get stops when we needed him. He, he said we can't get stops when we needed him, when we needed them. If only there was a podcast host, a, a podcast host that has said the Hawks need to dig in and be able to get stops in timely possessions. If only there was a podcast hope that had said that, that had been banging this drum for the past three to four years. And it's not even so much that I want the Hawks to be a smother you in your face defensive type team. 
I just want them to be able to get stops when they need to get stops in the fourth quarter. You don't got to stop them every time, but you should stop them a little bit of the time. Not tough enough for me. Not tough enough, and that's a problem. The good thing is, is ton of there's there seventy some games more left, so keep that with a grain of salt. Last one, my guy DJ Yogi. He said Quinn blew it. He said by far the dumbest coaching I've seen in a while. Yogi wasn't a fan of of, of Quinn's rotations. He wasn't a fan of how Quinn got down with the get down in those final moments. You know, the fact that. Um, that that Jalen and and Jalen and 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 Bay was on the bench. He didn't like that at all. <laughs> he didn't like that at all. I appreciate him. I appreciate him checking in with me though. That's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, Jabari McKee said, "Not enough rebounds. Too many missed shots, including free throws, and the ISO possessions return." Um, I wouldn't bang them too much on free throws. I mean, they shot seventy six percent, but they got to the line twenty six daggone times. Like seventy six percent, you know, I, I, it's it's whatever, it's whatever. Last one, my guy Yogi just chimed in. I got to read this one. I got to read this one because that's my guy. He said they went seven zero. He went. On, he said they went on a seven zero run in the fourth, take the lead and then some. Hawks did have a seven point lead in the fourth quarter. He's right. He said Tibbs calls a timeout. Quinn takes out every player that was in rhythm. It <laughs> doesn't bring them back in until there's a minute left. My guy Yogi's upset. He says, unacceptable. He says, Nate and LP would do this, and they had to explain why. So it sounds like my man Yogi, he just wants some answers. And that's a fair assessment. That is a fair assessment. I don't think that's too fanboyish or too out of the realm. Man just wants answers. I think he deserves answers. So, yeah. That's what that is. So those were our keys to the game. That was fan feedback. <sighs> A tough one to the Knicks. Um, 116-114 on Divine Nine Night. We're going to put a bow in this pod. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to give it to you. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Retweet, repost, reshare. Share the love with a Hawks fan that you know, that you know would love to hear some Hawks talk. We would greatly appreciate it. So, like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.